0: All right, so we've got one kid. (laughs) And so you all get to be the kids today. So, um, all right, I have, and who is this? This is Emma. This is Emma. Oh, before we get started, I thought we should tell everyone who's listening to the podcast who couldn't make it in today that we miss them. So, on three, let's say that we miss you. One, two, three. We miss you. Yes, we do. All right, now, I have this nice big, oh, heavy bag of rocks, and I have been carrying this around all week, and I don't know what to do. I don't know, this is a heavy bag. What am I supposed to do with this? What do I do? What do you think? What do you think I should do with this heavy bag? Share it? Share it? You want to carry this? You think so? Oh, oh yeah, it's heavy. Well, I can't, really, I can't really let it go because, you know, it's full of all the things that people have done to hurt me this week. So let me, let me show you what all of this is. So, so this rock, this is when someone bullied me on Facebook, and this one, this one is... The person ahead of me in line at the concession stand was really mean. I can't let these go. I mean, these are important to me. You can't just forget about this stuff. Now, this one, this one is for all the all the people who are are racist, and this is the one for people who've abused others, and this is the one for people who disagree with me politically, and this is the one who ever hurt kids and. and and, and, And this is the one for people who have attacked cops. I'm kind of personal with that. But this is the one for all the cops who aren't doing their jobs. You know, these are important rocks for me to carry around. But we need to do something about those things. I have to carry this burden with me for the sake of everyone in our world who deserves justice. For the people who can't fight for themselves. Don't you think it's important that I keep carrying these around? Yeah, well, thank you. But, boy, you know, this way, it sure makes it hard to get anything done. I mean, I just carry this around, and it's hard. I can't shovel snow very well, which is kind of important today. You know, what do you think I can do about this? And let, let, it, let it go? Well, you know, Jesus gave a sermon about this. We read part of it today. And and he says that we're supposed to love our enemies and forgive people who've hurt us and others. And I I don't know if I can do that. You know, aren't I supposed to hate everyone who is hurtful? Or aren't I supposed to carry around all my grudges? What do you think? (laughs) But if I let them go, does that mean that I've forgotten them? That I just pretend that they don't matter anymore? No, it's not like it won't have happened. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to take this up here, and I'm going to put this on the altar. I'm not really ignoring them, but I don't think they're mine to carry around anymore. I can't carry them on my shoulders the way I have been. I need to be able to do things in my life and to serve God in order to serve God, I think i need to let god take all of those rocks from me you think that's a good idea yes (laughs) so let's pray merciful god help us forgive those who have hurt us and love those we are afraid of amen so i didn't list our our readings for today it was from genesis 45 verses 3 to 11 and 15 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 35 to 38, and 42 to 50, and Luke chapter 6, 27 to 38, which is the focus of the sermon today. Because today's gospel passage is the second part of Jesus' sermon on the plain, an extension of his blessings and woes that we heard last week. And this part is full of imperatives. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those. It's not a suggestion, it's not a conversation, it's a do this. That's an imperative. Forgive, give, do to others as you would have them do to you. Imperatives are often seen as rules. This is what you have to do if you want that. This is what you have to do if you want to be my people. If you want to follow me, then you have to jump through these hoops. You need to master this in order to be my my disciples. So let me be clear to start with, that is not what Jesus is saying here. We already understand, I think, that there is nothing and no one that can keep us from God's love. We get that we cannot earn salvation by what we do, but are given it as a gift. Because of who God is. We know that we have no power to influence or manipulate God into giving us what we want. So why would we think that these are the rules by which we can enter heaven? So the first thing we want to get straight about this passage is that it isn't what we do in order to get to the next level, to get closer to God. This is what we do because God has made us God's own. This is what we do because God loves us already. Jesus is describing what the kingdom of God is like. It's descriptive, not prescriptive. In God's economy, in God's love, this is how we behave. This is just what citizenship looks like. We love the enemy. We pray for those who have abused. We do not judge or condemn. We forgive. Instead of trying to get to God by forgiving, God sets us free in order to live more like the kingdom. But that doesn't mean that they're not challenging practices to embrace, right? And at the core of all these is the one that grounds them all, forgiveness. When we forgive, then we are able to love. When we forgive, we are able to bless and to pray for and to do good, because forgiveness, If if we could figure out how to forgive, we'd have made it. But it's easier said than done. So two brothers went to their rabbi to settle a long-standing feud. The rabbi got the two to reconcile their differences, and they shook hands, and as they were about to leave, he asked each one to make a wish for the other in honor of the Jewish New Year. So the first brother turned to the other and said, I wish you what you wish me. And at that, the second brother threw up his hands and said, See, Rabbi, he's starting it again. (laughs) So let's sort out what forgiveness is not before we figure out what it is. First, forgiveness is not denial. Jesus never tells us to forgive and forget. In fact, if we were to deny the hurt, then we would diminish the need to forgive. Instead, forgiveness makes clear that something has actually happened. Someone hurt you, and it assumes that there is a need for forgiveness. Second, forgiveness does not assume that there is no need for change, that this does not need to keep happening. Rather, it makes the claim that what happened was wrong and should not happen again. Forgiveness is not the same as pardon or reconciliation. Those come later. It isn't renewing one's trust automatically, and in fact, there are times when forgiving someone will mean cutting ties with them altogether. Third, forgiveness is not a shortcut. It is important, but not before we go through our grief and our lament and experience the pain that has been done. We should not ignore those. We can't jump over those realities and then just feel better by forgiving. It doesn't work that way. We don't work that way. Lament is as much a tenet of faith as forgiveness and love. It is an important part of our own transformation. Fourth, forgiveness is not automatic or instantaneous, it is a process, and it is a long process sometimes. Corey Tenboom was a Dutch Christian whose family hid Jews from the Nazis. And She was eventually arrested along with many other family members and sent to a concentration camp. Her sister, who was with her, died while they were there. Fifteen days before all the women her age were gassed at the camp, Corey had been released due to a clerical error. And so she tells about these numerous nightmares and her difficulty in forgiving her captors and those responsible for so many deaths. And after a while, she just couldn't handle it anymore, and she went to her local pastor to ask what she could do to help her forgive. And he took her to the bell tower, and he said, up in the tower, there's a bell. And every day, someone pulls the rope to ring the bell. And once he lets go of the rope, the bell continues to swing, to ding, and to dong, eventually more slowly, until there is a last dong and no more. And the longer and harder the person pulls the rope, the longer it takes for the bell to cease. Corey went home, and as the weeks continued, her nightmares were less frequent, and her heart began to open slowly to forgiveness. It takes time. Finally, though some might disagree with me, forgiveness does not require repentance. Now, I want to add a caveat. For me to forgive, I cannot rely on you to repent. Otherwise, I may never forgive. And the forgiveness God has offered willingly to me was given long before I could even consider repentance. However, until I repent, I close my own heart to the forgiveness that's been given me. God still loves me, God still accepts me, even when I don't think I deserve it, even if I haven't earned it and I don't want it. But to forgive does not hinge on someone repenting first. To trust does. To reconcile does. But not to forgive. So if forgiveness isn't denial or pardon, if it isn't a shortcut or automatic, or only for those who repent, what is it? Nora Gallagher says forgiveness is a way to unburden oneself from the constant pressure of rewriting the past. Henry Nowlin writes, forgiveness is the name of love practiced among people who love poorly. The hard truth is that all people love poorly, and so we need to forgive and be forgiven every day, every hour, increasingly. Forgiveness is a great work of love among the fellowship of the weak that is a human family. I say forgiveness is setting yourself free, or being set free, I should say. But first, God sets us free so that we can forgive. Pastor Nadia Boltzweber says this, Maybe retaliation or holding on to anger about the harm done to me doesn't actually combat evil. Maybe it feeds it. Because in the end, if we're not careful, we can actually absorb the worst of our enemy and at some level start to become them. So what if forgiveness, rather than being a pansy way to say, it's okay, is actually a way of wielding bolt cutters and snapping the chains that link us? What if it's saying, What you did was so not okay, I refuse to be connected to it anymore. Forgiveness is about being a freedom fighter. And free people are dangerous people. Free people aren't controlled by the past. Free people laugh more than others. Free people see beauty where others do not. Free people are not easily offended. Free people are unafraid to speak truth to stupid. Free people are not chained to resentments. And that's worth fighting for. I certainly couldn't say it any better. Amen.